For over 10 years, we've been bringing you killer metal music and frank discussions about heavy metal. Wait, who the hell is Frank? You are tuned into MSR Cast, brought to you by Mainstream Resistance and Metal Injection. Here are your hosts, Kerry the Metal Geek and Sean the Metal Pigeon. Keep it metal. Welcome, my friends, to episode number 263 of MSR Cast, your heavy metal podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Kerry the Metal Geek, along with Sean the Metal Pigeon. And we brought a very special guest back to the show, uh, Josh Runquist, uh, formerly known as that drummer guy. Now he's just a symbol, right? You know what you're doing? Yeah, I'm like I wanted to use the Prince logo. I mean, considering it's from Minnesota, but uh, the <laughs> lawyers and everything, I, I didn't want to ruin that. So, uh, Josh is a, a friend of the show, another podcaster has been doing it for a while. Um, and we brought you on because we wanted to talk about uh, what's going on in the big just the first part of the year. We just did our, our 2021 rewind, and it's already January, almost the end of January now as we're recording this. And there's been so many good releases this month already that we want to sort of highlight and feature some of these bands that we've been into. But before before we get to that, Josh, I want to talk about what you're what you're doing. You're going through a rebrand. So I let's am. give me the impetus. What why did you go for the change and uh and and tell everybody all about it? Oh well um of course, uh, most people may know me as that drummer guy and doing that for the last 10 years. But uh, even up to the beginning of this year, I was still getting questions about who I am, about like, do I just interview drummers? Uh, am I just looking for male drummers? Am I just uh, wanting to focus on the rhythm section of a band? Who are you? And it, it feels like I kind of lost my identity of uh, who I was and what I was trying to do. So mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this for a while, about like trying to do like a rebrand. And I've been thinking about a 50, 50 because one, I already had like an established name and, you know, having to start over again with that can be really hard, but also I guess I just wanted to try to come up with a, a, a new name to be able to showcase more of what I'm doing right now in 2022 and uh, starting into the next decade of what I'm doing with interviews and reviews and talking about my life. So um, I was just trying to think of a good name where something, you know, I didn't want to interfere with what anyone else was doing. So it took a while to be able to come up with a good name, but all of a sudden one night uh, the name of heavy debriefings came to my mind, like uh, being able to, um, you know, show off like a, the heavy stuff when it comes to music and life in general. And uh, also the kind of stuff that uh, people who enjoy heavy things would enjoy, you know, much like is covered here with MSR cast and metal geeks, you know, just like being able to talk about uh, the fun stuff that I enjoy, uh, what's going on with my personal life, uh, you know, talking about some mental health stuff, which uh, of course that's heavy as well. So being able to mm. go with all these different themes and emotions, it felt like it was a good appropriate name and something that I'm really happy to be able to stand behind in 2022. It's a it's a great name and it, and it's very apt for what you what you do. Uh, like you said, it 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 combines everything into that one name that you're that you're trying to get across, the music, the interviews, the talking about bands, but then like you said, the you know just your daily life. I'm not going to talk about this video game or this movie I saw or our mental health issues. It's I, I think it's 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 a very the great name. I think you're going to get pretty far with it. 
That's well, my opinion. Oh, thank you very that's, much. That's yeah. my heavy debriefing. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it just, it stuck out to me. And like when I was just trying to come up with names, like I was trying to think if I should add metal in there somewhere, I was trying to think it, if it should be heavy, if I should just do something completely abstract, but all of a sudden one night I was just gaming. And then all of a sudden that just came into my head and it just, it felt right. It's people don't understand how difficult it is to come up with a name, a good name. I mean, oh. people in bands try to figure it out. I it took me a long time for both of my shows, you know, to, to really find a name. When I was when I was back in the day when I was trying to come up with a name for the fanzine, it took me a long time to figure out a good name. But me being a Star Wars fan, the, I got the name. The impetus was from a weird place. It was Star Trek because I said I saw an, an ad for something. I might have been one of the movies, but. It said resistance is futile. I was like, oh, I could mainstream resistance because fuck the mainstream. Now that's where it came from. So you you never know where or when you're going to get a, a great idea for something. Oh, totally. And, you know, even going back to that drummer guy, I mean, it, it came from like pretty funny origins of uh, me and my cover band days and people in the crowd not learning my name. They just referred to me as that drummer guy. Like they, <laughs> they didn't learn my name was Josh. And uh, one one night, uh, this uh, drunk chip came up to me between sets and was like, hey, you're that drummer guy, aren't you? And I said, yes, I am. And I said, where's your singer? I want to bang him. And... <laughs> The, the rest of the band just heard it and just started <laughs> laughing and they just started calling me that drummer guy from that point on. And then, you know, I just wanted to be able to take that because, you know, it's like the, like, it. like the original intention of that drummer guy was just like to be able to uh, kind of like a, uh, not always showing off the mainstream stuff, but like where mm-hmm. you can like uh, show off that, that band that you might recognize the song from, or who's that guy in that band? I mean, that was the whole impetus of me trying to do interviews and showing off music in the first place. And, and, you know, still even into 2022, it's like, Oh, you just interview drummers and you talk technique and stuff like that. It's like, well, I can, but I mean, that's not all I want to be known for. It's very cool, man. I'm, I'm, it's, it's not easy to make changes like that. Definitely for like a rebranding, you have to, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, so congrats, man. It's really cool. Well, I really appreciate it. It's and you know, it's a uh, great to be on here again. I mean, anytime they ask me to be a part of this, uh, with uh, anything that you do, it's a tremendous honor. I, I love and respect the opinions of everyone that you work with. I mean, I can have like good conversations with like anyone, a part of this, I mean, whether it's talking metal, whether it's talking uh, the other stuff like on Metal Geeks, I mean, uh, or just like right here, being able to talk about some 2022 music that's already been out and stuff to look forward to in the future. Well, I definitely appreciate it. Okay, let's start. stop jerking each other off. We'll, we'll move <laughs> on. Um, I just wanted to say before we move on, I was I was thinking about it. Uh, so this is 2022. I started the show in, 20, in 2005. So in September... Sept- the first week of September, it actually will be the 17th anniversary of this podcast. Oh, wow. That is crazy to believe. And Sean, uh, we always think about how, how long have you been with us now? It's well, over it 20, 10 years now. 2014. So not, not quite. Okay. Eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Almost 10 years, man. That's, that's, that's yeah. a long relationship. It's yeah. incredible. <laughs> All right, cool, guys. Uh, thanks for joining me this evening. So, like I mentioned a little bit before, we wanted to talk about some of the new bands that we've been jamming in just January. 
there's a lot of great stuff coming out this year. Uh, and maybe later in the episode, we'll talk about some of the releases that we're really looking forward to. But, um, man, I think we're going to even have to cut this episode down because we have a lot. But let's go ahead and get into our first segment. Um, this is an Icelandic band um, that I heard about a lot. There was a little bit of buzz about them. Uh, Power Paladin. And uh, I was hooked from like the first guitar riff on that Craven the Hunter song and Spider-Man hanging out in the music video. And that music video will do, uh, will do Hammerfall proud. I'll, that's all I got to say. It has the most cheesy graphics ever, but it's so cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. Um, but the song I picked is called, it's called Righteous Fury. And the first time I listened to this album, I got to the song and maybe about a little bit halfway, a little bit more than halfway, it breaks into the legend of Zelda. That's right. Okay. These guys have hooked me. Um, they're a great musician. I I think their hooks are great. The song writing is fun. It's everything I want in cheesy power metal. When I first heard it, it reminded me of of Glory Hammer in a way. That that just fun, cheesy power metal y stuff, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh I've been jamming this album and it's yeah, it is just that really fun power metal album and you know, just like anyone that's like, uh, you know, you hear the stereotypes of power metal, like it's thrown throughout this album, but that's also what mm-hmm. makes it fun, too. I mean, the fact that, you know, like the song Righteous Fury and, you know, it, it goes into Zelda. It, of, I of mean, not just like I mean, an so element of it, but like the literal like yeah. main theme. Exactly. And, and these guys, they pull elements, you know, you can hear there's a lot of 8-bit video game influences in the way they perform. Unlike, uh, or, you know, just like, uh, like Dragon Force does. Was their music? Yeah, and that just that just makes it fun. I mean, especially when you can take a genre like power metal, know what you are, know the kind of music that you're making, and just make it go to the absolute max, and just try to have as much fun with it as you can. And I think it really shows throughout the throughout the album. So, Sean, being the uh, the metal pigeon here, being in the power mm-hmm. metal uh, connoisseur, what did you what do you think about this album so far? I mean, I, I I like the album. I remember they came out because I had heard of this group. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had this. They I think they released a single like almost a over a year ago. Yeah, um, I believe so. Lot, it, it might even been in twenty twenty, but um, it's the, it's nice to have the album finally. They remind me of like a a leaner dra- uh, Twilight Force almost, mm-hmm. and yeah, some bits of Dragon Force kind of sprinkled in, but. Um, you know, yeah. they were refreshing. It, it, to me, it's not it, it, what they're, it's, they're such a, they're so locked into like a classic take on the genre. So it's like comfort food almost. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I hear a lot of Halloween, early Halloween elements in it. I hear yeah. the vocalist at points at times reminds me of Dream Evil. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's cool that they're from Iceland too. Cause you, yeah, just don't you don't hear the only that. other band that are performer that I could never think about from Iceland would be like Bjork. Well, wasn't there that band, um, really Sigur Ross or something? Yeah, Sigur Ross is from Iceland. Uh, oh, yeah, that's and, true. And uh, Solstifer as well. Yeah, yeah, Solstifer, oh, yeah. I forgot they were from there. Yeah, Solstifer, yeah. yeah. 
So that kind of vein, that weirdness. And so all of a sudden you have this uh, super cheery power metal band coming from there and stick out. They they definitely stick out. (laughs) Yeah. And we talked about it previously, like 2021 for us, uh, there wasn't a lot of power metal in our, in our daily lives. Um, we, it was a lot of black, black and stuff, a lot of, you know, deeper, darker stuff, but there wasn't just a lot of cheery power metal. And, uh, I think that's why I, I gravitated to this so much because I was sort of missing that in my life. And this and the, the new Hammerfall are going to be, uh, they're, they're going to, fulfill that for me i i believe from what i've heard already from the uh hammerfall but which we can talk about that uh real quick they have a new song out that has king diamond in it and such a waste of talent of king diamond in that song i believe have you heard it sean i have not heard it no josh you've heard it yes i have in fact i did uh share it on the society you did yeah that's the first time i heard it and i'm like oh i I was like, okay, I, I can't wait to hear King Diamond actually doing vocal lines in a Hammerfall song. But it was like one little whoa-oh part towards the end. I was like, man. The the only thing I can think of is maybe that's the single edit. Maybe there's like a real version okay. of it on the album. Otherwise, just like you said, yeah, I want to be able to hear him actually sing on the album. And I, I hope that that does happen. And I hope that is just like a radio edit or something. I that, I didn't think about that, but yeah, it's it felt like a waste of talent to me to get them, but only to not utilize them for very much. But that's me. Um, if it, if but it, it still worked though, it still really worked. If it wasn't edit, if so, was, if it wasn't edit, that's a weird part to edit out. Yeah, the, right. The feature guest, yeah, that's right. strange. Because it's weird because like the first time I saw it, it said featuring King Diamond, and then like the next time I saw it on YouTube it didn't feature King diamond. So maybe they're like, maybe they got shit for it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they got so much shit that they're going to get King diamond back into the studio and try to record some parts before the album. <laughs> I, th- I think the album's probably already in production already it comes out like next month. So I don't know. All right, guys, let's get into, uh, this is righteous fury from power paladin. This is from the album with the magic of wind fire steel. And they spell wind fire like fantasy like with an with a Y just to get that out there. All right, we'll be right back.
And welcome back to the show. That was uh, Needless with the Cosmic Cauldron from the album The Cosmic Cauldron. This was a Carrie uh, pick. It was a me pick. Uh, yes. Yeah, I discovered these guys. Uh, I, I think I, re- I spent a lot of time uh, last week looking through promos that I had in my inbox and checking stuff out. And these guys sort of like just hit me, man. Uh, it's like it's like ferocious and melodic, like celestial, like voyage type music. You know what I mean? Sort of like it sort of hit me like sort of like Yotun last year that this. Um, they're like blackened thrash metal in a way to me. Uh, I really, I really like these guys. Was it your first time hearing it for both of you? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the first time. And then I really enjoyed what I heard. It's like nice and super catchy, but it like hits so many different parameters. It's real. Exactly. Cool. And I like, I like when uh, you can, when bands really dive into that um, outer space, celestial, you know, weirdness, it's, it's pretty cool. These guys, are, I believe, are from Hungary. Um, yeah, and they're they're uh, they're available now, I believe. But it's like weird. I, I looked at their like I I might pre order their album, but like the vinyl, but the vinyl doesn't ship until like late May or June. So, oh, but wow. everything else is in March. So it looks like yeah. The full album comes out in March. So it's a really cool album cover. It is. It really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're going to, you guys are going to check it out more. I hope you do. Yeah. I'm going to be checking that out after the show. I'm checking out the whole thing. Oh, that art is cool. Isn't it? Yeah, it's just it's got so much detail behind it too, and like it even does. the stuff that's on there is just so cool. Uh, it's like the they're like almost like cacti or something, but like like outer space cacti. And I love the the, the skeleton. It reminds me of you know the you know like the Arion album covers and like just like this outer spacey cool uh, thing going on. You know what I mean? Just with more depth definitely more deaths. I don't know if these guys, uh, you know, if it's like a concept album or not, but you know, otherworldly, that's the word I want to use. That's, that's the good word. Otherworldly. Yeah. That's a really good description. Yeah. Um, I, I, I encourage everybody to check out the album. It comes out in March, but, um, there's some things right now on Spotify. I think, they had an album out a couple of years ago, but well, I guess the full album is available on Spotify right now. So just maybe not the physical version. So you can go check it out right now. The entire album. I would say that they're, they're fortunate. They're going to be getting their vinyl out that early, even because blind guardian is not going to be releasing their album until September, apparently because of vinyl delays. Um, like physical, like plant delays and that kind of thing. So it's all what's her name's fault. Um, what's that singer? I can't, we've talked about her before. Oh, Adele. Adele, because she bought so many albums. Yeah, could be. Yeah. She bought like 500,000 albums and took up all the vinyl. Wasn't that the case with Porcupine Tree, too, where like that's coming out in June and it was supposed to be coming out next month? Oh, is that right? Wow. Yeah. I, I remember the initial oh, stop stop real quick on February, but then I, I saw guys, it coming out in June. Can you hear me? 
Yeah. Uh, stop real quick because you, you broke up and I couldn't hear you at all. So I don't know if it got picked up here. So so just repeat the last thing you said, Josh. Oh, um, I was I was saying uh, I I could have sworn they were doing that with uh, Porcupine Tree, too, because I thought the album was coming out in February. But now I see it's coming out in June. And that that sucks if you have to, you know, an album, complete albums delayed because of production issues. Devin Townsend did that with the uh, the puzzle album last year. It, you know, he waited for the physical release where he even released it on, um, you know, streaming services too. It's, a, it's an interesting album. That's all I got to say. It was not my, not on my twenty twenty one best of, but it's different. I, I think it's along the lines of like the Hummer and Dev Lab for me. Yeah, it's like I I can listen to it, but I really got to be in the right spot to be able to enjoy it. I have the Blu-ray version of it. Um, you know, I cannot not support them and the visuals watching the visuals with the album it's where it's at it, it's not meant to be an audio experience it's meant to be an audio and visual experience i believe that's that's where the benefit of that really comes through yeah that totally makes sense all right so before needless uh we had power paladin righteous fury um where what label are these guys on it's just something new. It's sort of like, isn't it like an offshoot of like Nuclear Blast? Yes, it is. That is Atomic Fire Records. There you go. It's Marcus Steger's company, or new company. It was a really. I mean, I think he's the one who broke off, right, from Nuclear? Yeah, and he took a lot of bands with him, too. Yeah. For some high-profile ones, too. Yeah, you got like Sonata Arctica, you got Amorphous, uh, Power Paladin, I'm there's just like a ton of bands just like in the last couple months alone. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I, I pre-ordered the, uh, the vinyl from uh, Amazon. It was like less than 20 bucks. I was like, all right, I can deal with that support. You know what I mean? Totally. I don't, I don't buy a lot, but um, there's a few here and there. Uh, you mentioned Amorphous. I am so looking forward to the new Amorphous album. I might have heard it in its entirety, by a stream link that they sent me as a promo. And yeah, I, I've only listened to it once. I'm waiting for the actual full version to get in my hands. And I, uh, <laughs> you know, my love of that band knows no bounds. So the uh, deluxe version is on its way when it comes out. Is that a um, February release, right? February, yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. There's a lot of good stuff coming out in February, but we're going to get to that. We're going to talk about the first few months of releases coming up and what we're looking forward to. But before that, we want to listen to a band called Haas, Haas, H-A-T-H, not Haas, like the the cold planet of, of <laughs> from Empire. But uh, there is because there is a band called Haas as well, H-O-T-H. Um this is a band that Justin has praised their uh, graces before. And I remember hearing he, he posted, I think in the Metal Geek Society Facebook group, he posted a preview song. And then when I was going through my promos last week, I realized I had the promo. And this is an album I can't stop listening to. This album is really fucking phenomenal. Uh, it's progressive black and you know death metal it's but there's there's some clean vocals mixed in here there's some 
tech desk element. There's some a lot of there's some clean interludes and stuff like that. These guys have written, I think, one of the perfect albums in this genre. It's really, really good for a band that I've never really paid attention to before. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And it, I mean, uh, from looking at the press release alone, it's just got me so interested in what they're all about. And like uh, hearing the praise from like Justin and just hearing you talk about it now, I mean, it's really got my interest peaked and I'm really looking forward to checking it out. Is it, will this be your first time hearing it? Uh, this will be my first time. Yeah. All right. I, I'm excited. I love, I love when uh, we can turn people on to new music. So especially you, Josh, because I discover so much of the music in, in during my year by you and what you promote and put out on Spotify. And then I always, truthfully, I always take your top, what do you do? hundred, 120, whatever you do. You always make a playlist of all your top hundred albums in, and go through and, and discover stuff I have never heard before. It, that means a lot to me. Uh, thank you for doing that. I'm I'm glad you've been able to enjoy some of it. I I remember like a a few shows back. I think you were talking about Odd Dimension. Is like yep. one that stuck out to you. It was yeah. It was one of the ones I discovered through you. Um, but you know, if I had a little bit more time with it, it would have probably been higher in my list. But um, I think my list was already pretty much set in stone for a while. You know, no surprises there. If you want to know what we're talking about, go back and listen to the last episode of MSR cast, where we talk about our top 10, 15 ish albums from 2021. All of us do. It's a lot of fun. So, and also go to that drummer If you want to see uh, my top I was, 140 I was about to say mentions, that. 140 uh, albums. You, you basically do many reviews of. Yes. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal, dude. I don't have that kind of uh, discipline is the word I was going to use. <laughs> oh, it, it's so hard to do too. And, you know, in, you know, it's just like, I enjoy so many different genres of music too, yep. which make, which makes it so hard. And then all of a sudden this year, I start seeing what Justin is interested in. I see what Christian's interested in. And I feel like I haven't listened to anything at all, considering how much music <laughs> they show off every week. Yeah. Especially that Christian, we call him the metal encyclopedia now. Um, he, man, he'll, he'll make these posts in the metal geek society. And he's also doing his own, uh, he, he took what he was doing in metal geeks and made his own blog about it, which I, I encourage him to do. Cause like people need to know about, he listens to everything that comes out every week, um, and highlights the ones that are really good. And that's the ones that I sort of gravitate towards. Uh, but you, you and Sean, man, you, you guys are both phenomenal wordsmiths and, I love reading your, your, your reviews on stuff and it really helps me. And I know a lot of your fans, both of you guys discover new music. And, you know, I, I, I don't think I've given you enough love, Sean. I, I love your write-ups. Like every time that you put something new up, I always look forward to checking it out. So I'm, I'm kind of more unsung about like praising it more and I should be doing that more, but I just, I love your style of writing. I love what okay. you cover. And yeah, I think you just do an incredible job with what you do. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I, I, I wish I could be more active, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I go at my own pace, I guess. Did you it's, zoom it's in cold, on your camera yeah. or did your ego, your head get bigger by your ego? What happened? 
Uh, I think that was your camera. It might have been. <laughs> no, it, it's always cool. If you guys are out there listening to uh, to the show and you're a fan of any of us, especially uh, MSR cast or Metal Geeks or Heavy Debriefings with Josh when he does, and let us know because that's what keeps us going. We got an email a couple weeks ago. I, I have not pulled it up. Maybe I'll try to pull it up. But he, um, the guy that I wrote in was so excited about our new episode and how he discovers bands through what we put out there. And that's like the biggest compliment that we can get as, cause we're not making the music. I'm not making the music, but we're all, our job is to help promote it and let people know what we're into. So I hope that, and I'm glad that it works and I, and I'm glad that people are into it. Yeah. And, you know, it's like I was saying at the top of the show, it's like I I love being able to support both shows that you do here and uh, just being able to spread the, the word of good music and and, you know, good metal music. And there's so many different genres. And that that's what I appreciate about what you do, because you do cover so much ground. I mean, whether it's mellow death, whether it's doom, black metal, power metal thrash i mean just like there's very little you don't cover and it seems like there's so many people out there that just want to stick to one genre where mm-hmm. there's people like me that want to be able to discover anything that's good out there and i appreciate that i appreciate you appreciating that yeah that's exactly what we try to do is every i mean even when i was doing the fanzine back in the day we we tried to have a huge wide variety of of different bands and styles and genres like I, I, I think I think one of my issues I had a cold chamber interview next to Dying Fetus, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was just it was just all music to me. It, it, that's all it's all it is. Have you just to, as a quick breakaway, have you guys watched Peacemaker yet on HBO Max? Just finished episode four before I sat down in front of the computer. Sean, what mm-hmm. about you? No, but I've heard about it. Okay. Not to spoil anything, but you know how uh, James Gunn uh, with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, his love of of music really shined through. And in those movies, it was like obscure 70s rock. You know what I mean? This, uh, this show, Peacemaker, it's his love of 80s hair metal. Uh, there was a, uh, in episode four, there was a, a part where they played... Uh, an entire, entire Faster Pussycat song. Not just like an egg, a segment of it, a portion of it. It 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 flowed. It made the whole scene go. And I was like, I, could not, I couldn't believe they were doing that, truthfully. They're one of my most underrated bands of that genre ever. I love that band, truthfully. Oh, actually, a quick little uh, sidebar about that yeah. with that. Faster Pussycats. Uh, my girlfriend and I went to go see them at a very small venue here in Minnesota about like five, six, seven years ago. Yep. And, uh, and I think it was just like a couple local bands opening. I think there was like a Maiden cover band and there was someone else that was opening for them. But uh, uh, the lead singer, Faster Pussycat, which I'm forgetting the name of. And my girlfriend will give me a bunch of crap for forgetting Tam- the name. Tame me down. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he took about like 10 extra minutes to get on stage when the rest of the band was out there. Yeah. And someone just screamed from the crowd, come on, Axel, get on stage. And Damn. then he just like, ran up on the stage. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can imagine him having a little bit of an ego. Uh, I saw them maybe three or four years ago. Do you remember, you know, Sean, the, the rooftop rise, rooftop bar is? Yeah. I went there to see him. I was like, you know what? I've never seen them live. I'm going to go check it out. 
uh they were fun you know um his his vocal chops aren't they're not bad it's not like he's lost his, his voice <clears throat> uh motley crew but uh, we're not gonna go there oh all right so uh let's get into the, this band has the they are uh from new jersey uh they're on willow tip records and um the album is called all that was promised and this comes out march 2nd i encourage you to uh, check these guys out and and really get into it so with no further ado all that was promised is the name of the album we're going to get into Kenosis. This is Hass. We'll be right back.
are back to the show. Uh, we were just listening to the band called Haas. Haas, maybe? I don't know. A uh, song was called Kenosis from the album All That Was Promised coming out um, in early March on Willow Tip Records. First time both of you guys heard that. Uh, what did you think? That was cool. I had I like the just the overall epic kind of um, feel of, of it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's dark. the The beginning of it reminded me of like Vader at points, um, like Polish death metal, and then there is some like dark elements thrown in. There's like the some of the the cleaner vocals, the singing vocals. I, I'm looking at their lyrical themes, um, and it just says "Dark Souls" and "Salt and Sanctuary." <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys know anything about those two games, they're hard as balls, but beautiful to look at and fun to play. So, there you go. That's very interesting. That's their lyrical themes. I dig that. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I appreciate about Tomb Mold as well, too. I mean, they they really got that uh, Dark Souls Bloodborne vibe going on. I never thought about that, but yeah, you're right. They do, don't they? They do. Isn't there, uh, well, Elden Ring comes out soon, right? That's the next uh, From Software software game. <laughs> yeah, I want to say it's even next week. or It's sometime in February. February. Yeah. Oh, it is in February. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was in January, but yeah, February makes sense. What do you think of the uh, the the Haas band? I really dug it, uh, especially knowing more about how they're focused on the on those games. I mean, the the music it feels like it's a great background to that too. I mean, there's nice, great, brutal moments going on, and some great epic atmosphere going on as well too. I I really dig what they do. Yeah, I I think you're gonna dig this album the most. Uh, I think Justin's really going to love this album because he, you know, he talked about them before. He's really going to really get into this uh, top 10 of the year for him, I'm sure. Maybe. We don't know. Don't know what's coming this down the year, but we'll find out. Yeah, it's just, uh, this is going to be hard for this album to be, uh, you know, out of my top spot for a while. It's really, really good. The, the entire album is really phenomenal. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to checking the rest of it out. I mean, if the rest of the album sounds like this, it's got me hooked in already. Yep, you will. You definitely will. Uh, so check out the track uh, that we just played. You can also find that on Spotify. Then uh, check out the full album when it comes out. Uh, but let's move on to The Planeswalker. This is a Sean pick. I don't know mm-hmm. anything about this. I've never heard this, so tell me about it. Uh, Planeswalker is the it's a solo project from um, uh, Jason Ashcraft from uh, Alien Prime and um, okay. and Sozos Michael who is Sozos I mean he's been around for bouncing around different power metal projects and stuff for a while and he was on the second um, Alien Prime record but uh, now he's the vocalist of glory hammer. Um, no one knows for sure if he's going to be the main guy, but he's been helping them with the tour that they're on right now. So gotcha. um, it's kind of like this side project. They cooked up uh, almost through the, like, I would say almost through um, knowing each other through 
the Reddit, the Power Metal subreddit. Wow. So it's and it's got um, uh, one of the guys I know, um, Dan from Celestable, which is a UK power metal band. Not power metal; they're symphonic metal, but kind of poppy symphonic metal. Mm-hmm. He did the orchestral arrangements on it, mm. and it has um, you know Brittany Hayes from Unleash the Archers doing guest vocals on the track. Heather Michelle Smith, who was the uh, the first vocalist for Hellion Prime, also doing guest vocals on that same track. Rav from Ravenous on that same track. Uh, so it's it's a cool it's a cool record. I've heard I've been expecting it for a long time, and it's nice to have it here. Um, the, the song I picked was not the song that they're all on because that's an eleven minute song. Um, but I, there's a song called "The Forever Serpent" that just it's. Mm, fantastic like glory claw inducing epic you know yeah yeah i could do i can deal with that i could dig that totally it's just a cool project um it's it's one of those things where it's like i because i kind of know some uh some of the people involved i'm i'm like rooting hard for it sort of so so let me ask you this sean we talked about this earlier that 2021 there wasn't a lot of uh top tier power metal releases. Uh, do you think this year is going to be different already? Yeah, because, because of this album, I mean, already in January, you have this, you have power Paladin. Um, you have some other interesting stuff that I've been hearing too. Um, that Nocturna album, not that you can call them pure power metal, but it's symphonic power metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's already off to a much healthier start than 2021 was. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, I'll let you introduce this, man. Yeah, this is Forever Serpent, uh, Planeswalker, uh, from the album Tales of Magic.
And back to the show, my friends. Episode number 263 of MSRCast. Uh, once again, special guest, we have Josh from HeavyDebriefings.com. You had to put that .com in there. And of Absolutely. course, I'm the Carry Metal Geek, as long and we have Sean, the Metal Pigeon. So we just had a very interesting musical segment there. Uh, something that I really, really have been into for a while. Um, I really got into these guys on their 2019 album, um, Arab Altor. Uh, the new album is called Vertigmin, Vertigmin, something like that. Um, but the first track on the on the album I picked was "I Have the Sky," uh, very catchy. These guys uh, have taken that enslaved um, approach to writing folk metal, um, folk death metal, and I love it. I, I love these guys. I I I know the the lead the vocalist can be. Uh, some people might not enjoy him. But I do. Um, it, he, it feels like I'm not saying that he's trying to hit notes, or not, that's not what I'm saying at all. But um, he has a unique delivery. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So let's let's talk about the album. Let's talk. We'll start with you, Sean. What's your your first opinions on this entire album? Um, I mean, because I've been I've been familiar with the band for a while, um, and it's. I'd have to go back and check out some of the older stuff to, cause I, it's hard for me to discern one album from the other. But I mean, I, every time I hear their stuff, I like them. I don't think they put out a bad record and yeah, they, to me, they're kind of like that cross between like, uh, I mean, I want to say like early, like or mid period enslaved and like moon sorrow and stuff like that. They have that kind of vibe going on a little bit of, um, um, who am I thinking of Falkenbach or something like that? Sure. I uh, could do that to them. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I always liked their records. Um, and this is, this is a, a, it's a strong one. I just don't know where it fits. I, I'd have to go back and hear other stuff from them to figure that out. But yeah. If you don't know, um, the, the band was founded in 2003 by uh, Matt and Ragnar, um, from the band ISOL. And if you don't know them, they're a really great doom metal band. Um, they started as a continuation of ISOL's predecessor, Forlorn Style, which is mainly influenced by Bassery. I mean, I can definitely hear that in the band still a little bit. But, yeah. But it's progressed like bands should progress into something that's new and, and sort of unique, you know? You hear like Nordland in here, you know, in their sound. Yeah. Like that era Bathory. Yeah. What about you, Josh? What's your first opinion on this album? I absolutely love it. Uh, I discovered the band back, I think it was 2016 when they actually did a full covers album of Bathory songs. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was uh, Blot Alt Taught. I, I believe was the name where they, they covered all Bathory and that just like immediately sunk me in. And then when I realized that they weren't just like a, a Bathory tribute band, <laughs> that they actually right. were capable of their own music. Like it, it immediately sunk me in and I totally feel it with this album. I mean, it's so great to have them back and yeah, it's just like, it's like enslaved without the prog 
It's yeah. like, uh, it's got some great doom elements to it. That great Viking metal style to it, but it's, it's their own thing. Like they're, it feels like they really are their own band. And it's, it's kind of hard to really try to compare. Articulate, yeah. Yeah. They've created their own, their own style, which is a mixture of like all the stuff that you just mentioned. Like you can hear the bathroom, you can hear the doom, you can hear all that good stuff, you know? Oh, for sure. And yeah, I mean, of course it's already January, but I, I can already feel this being like very high up in my top yes. 100 at the end of the year. It's uh, especially with another album that uh, we're going to be talking about later. Uh, this is definitely one of them that I feel like is really going to be high up in the top 100. And that's, that's going to be the testament of this album though, is when we go back later in the year, like it's January now, this is one of my top albums so far of the year. Will it be that way in four, five, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 months? You know what I mean? Maybe it might be that good. There's no way to really predict, but yeah, it's a, it's a really, really addicting album. And just, it's just, I, 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 like you said, Josh, I can't get enough of it. I, I just want to listen to it over and over and over. Absolutely. All right. Very cool. Um, and before that, Planeswalker. That was so that was the first time I'd ever heard that, Sean. I dug mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, I, I hear I heard all the elements you were talking about. I heard I heard a lot of the glory hammer stuff and then like the 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 nice symphonic um melodies that were sort of in it. Um the vocalist, like the sound he sounds like he's in Glory Hammer, which he is now. Um, but I heard a little bit of Sonata Arctica in his vocal delivery, but I really liked it. I'm going to have to definitely discover that album in his entirety more. Yeah. It's a cool, I mean, it's a good collaboration because Jason is, um, he's a good songwriter as far as just like good riffs and like even, you know, he's, he crafts good melodies. I, I was never really, um, convinced of him as a vocal melody writer because i thought that that second hellion prime album was a little bit weaker mm-hmm. and i thought, think that heather michelle was the strength of that band and um that they kind of they, they kind of lack without her but sozos is great at penning vocal melodies and those two coming together um i i appreciate the fact that they also kept it very lean and just kind of straightforward um it it's epic it has a little bit of of influence from fellowship from the uk that band um yeah you're all you're you've been talking about them before yeah and and i hope we those guys have that album coming out this year because they should blow up with that record but um yeah i i was i was i've been impressed with this so far so so how did you how did you discover this um just sozos was talking about it (laughs) Okay. Well, that that and <laughs> and and I know the guy doing the orchestral arrangements. So they, they've been working right. on it for like a year. Or so yeah. So I guess we can we can get into the next thing here. Uh, it's this is another band. Actually, I was introduced. I think it was by Christian. He basically messaged me in our group and said, "Hey, this is something you're going to dig." And God damn it, he was right. Um, this is a band called In Loving Memory. Uh, this is a Spanish band, um, complete melodic death doom. Uh, his, the lead singer's vocals are so 
um, brutal and but still articulate at the same time, which is I love when bands can really do that. Um, have you either of you guys heard this band yet? Mm-mm. I haven't. Oh, great. Another one I can bring to the table. So let's let's listen to it real quick, and then we'll discuss it further after we get back from this next segment. So this is In Loving Memory. This is the song called Lead Clouds or Lead Clouds from the album called The Withering. We'll be right back.
welcome back to the MSR cast episode 263. Not just the area code for where I grew up, but also the episode of that's featuring heavy debriefings and Josh Runquist this time around. You just got done hearing the ferryman with City of Hate off the album One More River to Cross. Well, I don't have to do anything. I'm I'm out. <laughs> I feel like this is FM radio. I know. <laughs> I I, I, like I had to put a little FM spin in there. Um, I really enjoy the Ferryman. Um, I really really like this album so far. You know, I mean, you can't really go wrong when you have Magnus Carlson really writing music. I mean, it's AOR heavy metal greatness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Ronnie Romero, such a great vocalist, such has a dark aspect to his voice, which is I really like. Um, I really like the other band, Lords of Black. He's also isn't he uh, the lead singer for Rainbow now? That's what I was gonna say. Like, is he still with Rainbow? I, I, I remember that was happening. Yeah, and I think he's touring with Michael Shanker as well. Who? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I feel like I feel like he was also in um, another project that was. Uh, pretty prominent i just can't remember what the name was but um it'll be cool to see him in houston if he if they actually manage to swing through here yeah i think that's going to happen it so in november october november wasp is doing a tour with armored saint but there's some dates here in texas where michael shanker is sort of i don't know if he's co-headlining or he's he's gonna they're gonna be playing which is pretty damn cool um I I'll be honest. I've never been the biggest Wasp fan. I know a handful of uh, tracks, but I mean, I think Armored Saint's going to blow them off the stage. But that's my opinion. I I think it'll be a fun show to go to, though. I probably wouldn't miss it. You know what I mean? I mean, especially it's with just, Michael Schenker. Yeah, it's it'll be cool to go to it just because Wasp is. I mean, he doesn't tour that much at all. So no. Uh, I mean, here anyway. So, um, Ronnie Romero is also in Sunstorm. Remember that album that came out? Yeah, Sunstorm last year. Bring that up, yeah, yeah. And apparently, he's uh, representing Bulgaria at the Eurovision Song Contest in this in 2022. Oh, that's cool. That not is Will, not Will Ferrell, but <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I I think he's a great vocalist. I really like Lords of Black and. Um, even the covers I do are really, really good. So yeah, the ferryman. If you if you like your your hard rock, your metal sort of hard rocky was definitely AOR. Man, nobody's better than writing that kind of stuff than Magnus Carlson. Really. No, oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's true, and he, he can hit so many different styles when it comes to that too. Like he knows how to pick like the right vocalist, the right rest of the band, depending on the situation. And it's, it's just so great to be able to hear his style and the fact that he can work with so many different people and get great work out of them. And I, and I really like the artwork on the ferryman albums too. It's, it's very much in the, I hate to say we talked about this before. It's it's very much in the style of movie posters. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the exact covers. You got the blue, you got the purples, you got, you know, this one has a little bit more green on it because like you're crossing the river sticks and all that. But 
don't know. It's a really, really cool concept. Really great album. Yeah, whoever have, the artist is is fantastic. You have that uh, the drummer Mike Toronto, who's been name a like a metal band. He's probably been in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah, Mike Toronto. Yeah, he's the dude's yeah. been in like every freaking band apparently. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if if you enjoyed what you you heard now, the new album is out already, and uh, it's really good. Uh, before that was something that I've been really digging recently. It's called In Living In Loving Memory. I almost said in living color, but that was not right. In loving loving memory. um, Very different styles. Very different style. Um, What I like about these guys is the juxtaposition of sort of like the the late 90s Peaceville um, doom metal stuff and the the super brutal uh, guttural vocals that go along with it. It it just, it's, it's like peanut butter and chocolate for me. You know what I mean? They just work so well together. Yeah, it it really does. I mean, this is the first time I'm I got the chance to be able to hear them, but this is exactly what I've been. I I I love this style so much, and yeah. it might be the fact that it's negative two degrees right now, but I do <laughs> like the dark, depressing death doom, and it yeah, me too. It's that Minnesota winter atmosphere so well. And wait, wait, wait you said negative two, negative two, what? How does that happen? How is that even possible? I I wish I knew, and it's only going to get worse tonight. It's forty nine degrees where we're at in Houston right now, and it's cold as fuck. I can't even imagine negative two. I, I just I can't. How do you guys even go outside to go to work? What? what? <laughs> oh, thankfully we got uh, a heated underground garage with. Oh, with do you? So there, there's no real issue there. But wow. if if I was still parking outside, yeah, it, it would be really hard to be able to go anywhere. I mean, you'd have to wake up like a couple hours early, turn the car on to make sure the battery's working, make sure antifreeze hasn't like frozen up or anything, scrape all the ice and snow off. It it sucks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but then then you got Houston here where it gets upwards of a hundred degrees sometimes and the humidity is it's just like you can cut it with a knife so <laughs> there's if you never experienced that josh it, it's not fun i it, can't even imagine it's funny how it works i mean you just take i-35 all the way down south and you, you go from like negative 17 nights and then you could hit 117 <laughs> if you just go down there in about six months that's true you should come down here for the uh, health heroes man Oh, that, I saw that lineup. It just looks incredible. I know go a lot. Of, I know Christian will be here, and I got some other friends that are coming into town. Uh, Sean and I have tickets, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a good weekend. Candle mass, and I was worried how uh, Dark Angel was going to perform, but I don't have to worry about that anymore because Gene Hoagland is no longer in Testament. Oh. It, it's it's like a blessing and a curse at the same time. I mean, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, for because, it's going to be so hard to find someone to replace Gene Hoagland, but we're also getting Dark Angel back nope. in full force now too. So you know, that was when I was looking at the, the tour schedule. Testament was scheduled to play another show that same night. I'm like, how is that even possible? I guess Hoagland had to make the decision of what he really wanted to do, you know, and he wanted to do his own band. Really, I don't blame him at all. Yeah. Now, who do you think would be a good replacement for him in Testament? Hmm. 
I would think someone like Paul Bostoff would probably yep. work out pretty well. Hasn't he played with him before, right? He has. I think it was only in a live setting, I want to say. Yeah. He might have done one album, but I might be off on that. But I know he's played with them live. Testament always gets really good drummers. So, uh, I mean, I, I was thinking maybe like John Dette. Um, Another one who's played with like every thrash. Yep. Uh, what about, why don't you even get like, <laughs> go with me here. What about Dave Lombardo? I mean, he's not busy with any other bands right now, but. Well, he did play on The Gathering. That's right. He did, didn't he? He did. Um, I mean, just go back to the, the list and bring all your old drummers back. Bring uh, bring Nick bring Nick Barker. He played with him for a while. Oh, yeah, he did. Uh, Tempesta, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Or, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of good choices out there that I'm really, I mean, I don't think they're going to really have to worry about too much. I mean, it's Testament, you know. Oh, for sure. I mean, but Gene Hoagland, man, he's a beast. And I'm just so happy to know that Dark Angel songs are going to be played live again. Yep. It, it's been so long since, like, it's been like full time dedicated to that. I'm so happy. Yeah. About that. Do you do you do you guys watch uh, <laughs> Gene Hoagland's like Twitch stream? I've seen the odd songs once in a while. I've seen them pop up in my like uh, YouTube recommendations. Like it's sometimes you, like a death cover. Sometimes it's strapping. It's it's cool. I, I've I've watched some of his live streams. That dude is. Uh, what's the nicest way I can say that he's a goofy motherfucker. <laughs> but he's really I mean somebody you really want to hang out with you know what I mean oh what one of the best moments of my life was getting to hang out with Gene for like an hour on his tour bus when oh, Death wow. Wall came to St. Paul and we were just sitting there just like talking music he had his guitar in, in the back in his bunk like he was writing Dark Angel uh, yeah uh, Dark Angel riffs back there I mean it was just it was so cool I got to meet, I met him once briefly, uh, here at a Testament show. Actually, he was really nice. Oh, oh yeah. So cool. Very cool. Um, all right. So yeah, in loving memory, I, I implore everybody to check the album out. If you are into death, doom was, um, was definitely death vocals. <laughs> uh, I, I think you really like it. The, the production super clean, uh, super. You hate to say bright for being like supposed to be a, a dark and depressing venture, but it is sort of like it is well produced. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's kind of like a melodic funeral doom mm-hmm. in a sense. I, there you go. Yeah, I think I I just really dig that style, and I I think they pull it off so good. All right, so Mister Metal Pigeon, what is Nocturna? This was a Christian Renner uh, recommendation oh. and he was talking them up. And I, a couple of days ago, I started listening to it and I was like, and it started to, I mean, it, it impressed me straight off the, um, from the first listen, but it's this, it's a kind of a symphonic power metal band with two um, female singers, queen vocalists, and they're, they sound pretty incredible together and the music is really inspired and i don't know it's 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 been one of those albums where i've been kind of like um yearning to listen to it again and again so uh they're new they're entirely new to me i don't really know that much about them but uh everyone should be checking out this album because this is 
I, I would say something fresh, at least in symphonic power metal. All right. Well, uh, let's check it out. This is the, uh, the album is called daughters of the night. This is Nocturna from, uh, the song is called the sorrow pass. And, uh, if you don't like it, blame it on Sean. It's his pick. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back.
And we're back with uh, Battle Beast, where angels fear to fly from the uh, spectacular new album, Circus of Doom. <laughs> this does not surprise me that you love this album at all. Now, I was really impressed with it. I mean, I because I kind of thought that they were running on maybe autopilots of too harsh a criticism for the last two albums, but there was a certain... Um, I don't know, like sameness to those albums that I thought was getting kind of stale. And this album, they just kind of turned up the heavy metal attack and yeah, there's something about it. Yeah. It, I, it, there, I think previously they were trying to, I don't want to say be something they're not, but they were trying to be more, you know, Sabaton uh, to, to write really, catchy oh we're going to write something just to try to get fans type of feeling and this is in this album i listened to it in, in its entirety feels more like this is what we want to really do and um yeah somebody i think posted in in the metal geek society facebook group that uh that it's like heavy metal meets abba yeah and i was like oh sean's gonna really dig this and well yeah. I mean, Nora's Nora's such a great vocalist, and and yeah, her her the tone of her voice does lend itself to that comparison. Yeah. I just think that there's something else. They they got more heavy metal, and it's so weird because you know when you're saying that like about how they tried to be Sabaton and stuff, mm-hmm. it's so weird how that that works out where <laughs> it yeah. it has the opposite effect. Like you sound like a better band when you just try to be like kind of yourself and just be a little bit more just just be a heavy metal band. And um, it, there's something really organic and natural about this album that I, I really am responding to. And I, I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. Yeah. There's some weird stuff on it. It's sort of um, concepty about, you know, circus type of stuff. But right. Because there's some weird, I got some weird Mr. Bungle elements at one point. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. They're, they're trying something. They're really uh pinpointing that that circus theme here in the song but yeah i mean overall it's not a bad album i don't i don't know how often me personally will go back and listen to it though you know what i mean well yeah i think i mean for me the draw is her vocals like i just there's something about that kind of tone Mm -hmm. and that kind of approach of of a singer like her that is it brings me back to like the reason why I love like Doro and stuff like that. You know, it's, that's the appeal for me, I guess. So what about you, uh, Josh, what is your opinion on battle beast? I was waiting for a cover Waterloo at the end. I'm surprised. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. uh, I feel like as the album progressed, it really got better. Like it, it, you know, like the title track was like a good representation, but you really start to notice more of what the band has really become the more that you check out uh, the full album and just like hearing all the different things that are going on there. You know, just like you said, like it's got like a weird Mr. Bungle thing going on in there. There, There's more heavy metal elements going on there. It's it feels like they really found themselves on this album. And And it's weird for a band to get heavier as they progress in their career, usually it's the other way around. They, so, and so that's very interesting for this album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, all right. So that's battle beast. The album is called circuits of doom. Um, and before that was another pick by the metal pigeon nocturna daughters of the night. Uh, 
Talk. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Well, I mean, and I actually just looked them up. I was like, well, where are they from? Like, oh, Italy. Oh, that's interesting. Why are they from Italy? Like, who's who's in this band? It's Federico Mondelli, who's the Frozen Crown guy, um, the Volterian guy. So that makes sense that he would be doing this. I mean, he's he's kind of been all over the place lately. That Frozen Crown album last year was such a bummer for how much of a disappointment it was. Uh, what was it? Winter Bane. But I guess he I saved mean, all his good songs for this project. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, you know, I, you know, I love Crown. So, Frozen Crown is always good to me. But I mean, there's something, there's something cool about this project. Uh, the, the, the song. I think we're we played Daughters of the Night, right? Is what we're yep. going to be playing, or what we yeah, did. That's the song we did play. Yeah, we, and, we sort of did an audible. Yeah, and it's it's just got a kind of good mix of symphonic and kind of some you know technical heavy metal stuff in there, and um but the entire album has a really cool vibe to it. Really cool atmosphere. I like the fact that there's two, two vocalists who aren't necessarily competing with each other in terms of vocal tone. I don't know why that appeals to me on this, in this case, I just think it's a fresh uh, sound. And I'm not sure if, if this band's appeal is more visual. I haven't seen any music videos. I've been kind of avoiding watching any heavy metal music videos, just just for my own good, just because I don't want to have to like have a negative association with a song. Yeah. Just watching some terrible video, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm Christian picked up on something good here. So as he usually does. Yeah. Very cool. So um, I want to take a little, a little bit to talk about um, upcoming albums. We've talked about a lot of stuff. All these albums that we basically played are, are out in January. Um, I think the, maybe the only one was like the half doesn't come out until like March, but um, let's talk about upcoming albums that we might be looking forward to. I know Josh, you might've heard some of these already. So let's, let's discuss a little bit of it. I just might have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm very fortunate to have been able to check out some of them. Uh, uh, I'd say probably my favorites of what I've heard so far, especially when it comes to like February releases is the new amorphous. I, I really feel like this is my favorite amorphous album in at least a decade. Like really? It, it really feels like they've kind of recharged their batteries in a sense where it's like a, the, the heavier songs are heavier, the melodic, yeah more melodic it just i did hear I, a lot well i've listened to it once and i did hear yeah. a lot of like tuanella type vibe in it oh totally for sure and i i know it's uh the third album of their trilogy that they've been having going on and yep. i just feel like it's a, a really powerful punch to be able to end that trilogy on and i think it's going to surprise a lot of people i mean i think the the single that they had the moon was a really great representation of the album i'm glad that they chose that as a single I don't know if it um, overtakes the Queen of Time for me because I love that album. It's a good one. Yeah, so I have to give it more time. Like I said, I only listened to it once, um, and that was a stream. So I'm waiting for the actual full version to come out. Oh yeah, uh, uh, fortunately I was able to get the full-on download for that, and yeah. hopefully you get that as well soon. Uh, but um, yeah, there's. 
there's just been a lot of great stuff that's going to be uh, coming out from all different sides. Uh, w- one that's a little bit, um, I I kind of see it's 50-50 between the chats that we've had uh, in the messenger chats and on the on the the uh, the uh, the the Facebook page, but uh, the self-titled album from Zeal and Ardor is something I've been mm-hmm. really picking up on. Um, I I know Brutal Dave is in into him, especially after seeing him live. I'm glad I have one person on my side. I I know just, uh, George actually likes him a lot. I don't. Really? I, I yeah. I I don't. Uh, I like them in to a certain extent. I've just never go back and listen to them. But when I heard, I, I have I have enjoyed. They're they're very interesting, you know. It's like uh, hymnal music put to like heavy metal sometimes. It's like a weird combination. They have a they have a sound that is definitely one of the. I'm not going to say it's weird, but it's definitely one of the most unique, yeah. yeah, unique takes on. I don't know heavy music. Yeah, yeah. no, agreed. It, I, I will say with this new album, it's the it's the first album that from them that really feels like it's songs rather than just like hymnals. Like it feels okay. like more fleshed out songs this time around, which could be a good or a bad thing depending on how you look at things. But it's definitely a song orientated album. Okay. Uh, what else was on your 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 list that you're excited for? Oh. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to trying to remember. Oh, uh, might also talk about uh, uh, the biggest or uh, one of the biggest ones. Uh, I just uh, recently did an interview for, so I must get another plug out of the way. Is uh, <laughs> uh, getting to talk to Arjun Lukinson of Star One, talking oh, about yeah. time, which Arjun, man, I love this I, album so much. I listened to your your interview in the car on Saturday. It's such he's such a, a, a cool dude. I'm waiting on confirmation if I can actually get an interview uh, with him because of our work, my work schedule really. But yeah, I have not heard the full album. I've only heard like the first, the, the four releases they put out. Um, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. I already have my pre-order of my, of my vinyl and like the, uh, the yearbook special edition. I mean, I'm excited for it. I never thought in my life I'd hear Dan Swan. I'll sing about Grand Groundhog's Day, but here we are in 2022. This is the time. That's, yeah, that's an interesting one. I have not heard that one yet. Uh, I'd be yeah, Dan Swano singing about Groundhog Day. That's pretty great. I know there's a song about Back to the Future. Uh, Amazing video for that one. Uh, the B, the Bill and Ted one. The the singer. I wasn't. I wasn't sold on this track when I first heard it, but like the third or fourth time I heard it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I really dig this. The first time I played it for my wife, I showed her the video. She liked it. It's the, the, the singer from Crobot. Who's a oh, very yeah. interesting I, guy. I What's that? I, I totally forgot that was him. Uh, yeah. Crobot. Which I, you know, this album to me, it sounds like an, an Arion album. Unlike, Transitus, which had element, but it was a little bit, it was more of a, like a rock opera, you know? Uh, and this feels more like an Arion album than a star one album to me so far, which I haven't heard the entire thing, but um, I mean, I don't hate that, but you know, you know, that that's actually a 
pretty fair assessment of it. Okay. But it is a fun album. Whereas, you know, Transistors was, you know, that very dark metal yeah. opera feel to it where this just feels like a good palate cleanse. Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, you know, because to me, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm not trying to be a purist or a fanboy or any of that, but, you know, for me, the two Star, Star One albums was the four vocalists. It was, you know, Russell Allen, Russell, Russell Allen, Alien. I don't, <laughs> I don't know where I got that from. Russell Allen, uh, Damien Wilson, Floor, and then Dan Swano, you know? Those, well, they do sing about aliens, so, you know. Yeah, Russell they won. do. Um <laughs> I'm sure he would not disappoint, be disappointed as my calling Russell as alien. But so this, this sort of freaked me out when I heard this album was going to be different vocalists on every track. And I mean, the, the Terminator song with Britney slays, she slays on that song. No pun intended or, or all pun intended. She's really good. So I've sort of opened my mind up a little bit more. Um, this is all fanboy talking right here, you know. Um, but I, I think I will enjoy the album. I have not heard the entire promo yet, so hopefully I can soon. Yeah, and I, I think you'll also appreciate the second disc that goes along yeah. with it. Too. I mean, the fact you got like Tony Martin being able to sing some songs. I was about on to it. say, the, the new, yeah. Tony Martin does a track on, so, which I didn't know until I heard your interview, which uh, if you have, if you want to hear more about it, uh, check out the heavy debriefing ep- episode where you interview Ar- interview Aryan. He uh, talks about um, the second CD is the, the same songs with different vocalists, and he used those as basically scratch tracks, really guide tracks, as he said. So he would send a guide track to the real vocalist. I mean, when you're getting fucking people like Tony Martin as your guide vocalist, that's pretty amazing. Indeed. And uh, I know Aryan does a song in there. I love his voice. I know he's really self-deprecating about him, his voice, when he, his singing voice, but I really enjoy his, his, his voice. So I'm, I'm excited to actually hear a track done by him. And he's, he mentioned that in your interview that he, the, the whole album has scratched vocals by him. I'm like, I want to hear that too. Oh, I wanted to hear it too. And actually after the interview was done, I tried to ask if I could hear those songs. And he said, Oh no, I made sure to delete those as soon as I tracks. <laughs> the, it's it's so sad that he doesn't like his voice that much. But yeah, I I know. Uh what about you, uh, Metal Pigeon? What's uh what are you looking forward to? Um, well, you guys got me interested in the amorphous, which I, I probably would have been um more just cautious about. Um you know, based on my experience with the last uh, amorphous album, but yeah, that's where we still agree to disagree. The one, uh, the one I'm really looking forward to is at the end of February, the new Scorpions album, because Martin Popoff, mm-hmm. whose opinion on this, I trust probably more than anyone in the planet has said that it's maybe the best Scorpions record since the mid eighties. So oh. if, if, if Martin Popoff saying that I'm fucking paying attention. And the, and the thing is like the, the song they've released had that old school in trance yeah. vibe to it and the and the cover art seems like in a nod to the 70s so i'm really really looking forward to that one i mean how can you really go wrong with more scorpions and everybody needs more klaus mine in their in their earphones you know what i mean and, and all it, day it, every day and if the direction that pop-off was saying that you know that they went into is mm-hmm. is what it is 
I mean, to me, this is like long overdue. They should have been trying this like years back, you know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, what else, sir? You have anything else that? Um, so amorphous scorpions. Um, Sabaton comes out early March. That'll be interesting. Maybe, you know, I'm not. They've, heard, they've released a couple tracks for it already. Yeah, um, I think that Christmas song is on there, right? I think so. Yeah, and then the Abbott album comes out at the end of March. That'll be cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard the the new Sabaton songs. Um, it is Sabaton. Sabaton. It's definitely Sabaton. That's and that's not saying it's it's bad. No, it's um, not saying it's good or bad. It's just Sabaton. Right. So I'm looking at uh, just looking at the beginning of February. Uh, Corpse Grinder has a new Camel Corp album. I mean, a solo album coming out. Um, Mystic Circle. Have you guys heard these guys yet? I got the promo for that. I yeah. only got to listen to it once, but I really dug what I heard. Uh, Persephone have a new album coming out. I'm excited for that one. Uh, Venom Prison, which I really enjoyed their last release. Um, the new Voivod. Man. Voivod always always does me right. I like that weird science fiction cadence that they do, you know? Uh, Immolation has a new album out, coming out um, that February 18th. That album is so good. You've heard it? Like, yeah, I I got an interview uh, coming up uh, next month, uh, nice. showing off. Uh, Immolation, <laughs> and yeah, it's... It might be my favorite Immolation album. It's just like the wow. perfect Immolation death metal album. That's great to hear. Uh, Night Rage have a new album coming out, which is really cool. Um, let's see. I've lost where I was. Uh, let's see here. Oh, the end of the month of, of February, we have the new Elysian. I've heard this album. It's really fucking good. Uh, it goes in... Uh, places you would not expect it to go. Riley does stuff with his vocals you wouldn't expect him to do. I really, I really like it so far. I'm curious uh, what their '70s or '80s prog cover is going to be in a couple months when after uh, the so because they did rush and they did yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. imagining either Genesis or Gentle Giant or Sticks or Sticks. Yeah, I'd be up for any of those really. Yeah. Um. Hammerfall. I'm excited for any new Hammerfall. Um, Shape of Despair. I didn't know they had a new album coming out. So if you like your funeral doom music from Finland, that's something to look forward to. Uh, there's a new there's a new Crowbar album coming out. Uh, Violent has an EP coming out. Um, Dawn of Solace at the end of this in four days, right? Yeah, it comes out this Friday as we're recording because that. Was originally going to come out last year, I believe. Last year, yep. Yeah, yeah. I've had the promo since last year. Truthfully, I um, love their debut so much. Uh, yeah, the, the the new one is. It's taken a while. It's a grower. It's a grower on me. It's, it's not it's, a shower. It's a grower. Yeah. <laughs> Episode four, <of> Peacemaker. <laughs> that's right. It's true. <laughs> um, that's very true. Uh. One other one, uh, I've actually listened to this album a few times already. It's the uh, the the posthumously released ver- uh, album from Eric Wagner called In the the Lonely Light of Morning, M O U R N I N G, of course. Oh, yes. Um, 
it's really good. If you are a fan of Eric Wagner, it's there's some lyrics on there. You're like, man, it's a little little depressing. You know what I mean? Do Do you feel like it was a it's a good final album for Eric Wagner? Um, here's what I want to say. I've heard it a few times already. Uh, I solo album. It it's it feels very much like a Black Finger album. Um, and I wish there was, uh, a, a little bit different stuff. There's like a ballad, like a slower, slowery ballady stuff sing on here. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's more of what you want. Truthfully. It's just, um, I don't know. I was expecting to do like a disco song or something. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what I was expecting. You know what I mean? You always want a solo album to be a little bit different than their, than the regular bands, but I'm just happy that's coming out and we're getting more music from him that, uh, you know, we should, and we're not going to go there. We're, I'm just going to say I'm happy for a new album. Um, what else is coming out? April. Is there anything good? Dynasty. That's about it. Mashuga has a new album out. If you like them, uh, the band Wolf from Sweden have a new album coming out. And then uh, later in the year, you have Porcupine Tree. So, I mean, there's some good stuff. A lot of uh, potential top 15, 20 album coming out already. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I can definitely hear that. And, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to be excited for just in the first quarter of the year alone. And I, I think a lot of ground's been covered here. I think we covered a lot of yeah. great that and it's got me excited to see what's going to be happening in the second quarter as well too i mean when more albums get announced and we get to see more of what's going on and you know hopefully the world uh may be opening back up at some points once it gets back to normal and we can get some more touring behind it on there as well too and hearing these albums in that live setting there's a lot of bands going on tour uh but yeah let's just see where everything goes hopefully everything is is good um which you know, and and Sean will agree with me. Last year was sort of the year of bands we've never heard of surprising us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So hopefully we'll have that same same some of those same that same element come out coming out in this year. Was we'll just like stuff that we've never even heard of. Just will surprise the fuck out of us and just impress us. So stay tuned to uh msrcast for all that good stuff join us at the metal geek society page uh check out all the posts that are the metal encyclopedia uh christian redder post because he will literally literally listen to every song every album that comes out every week and rate it so if he puts a an asterisk next to it listen to it if he puts two asterisks next to it definitely listen to it then the other ones just forget about them too much I love that he has the ability to freeze time to be able to listen to all these albums. In a yeah. week. I don't know how I he know. does it. I don't either. And then he's like talking about watching uh, like movies and TV stuff. I'm like, dude, when, when, where? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to get my sleep, man. That's all I'm saying. What a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about you, man. It's all good. Uh, well, I think that'll do it for this episode. Uh, did we forget anything? We're going to, we're going to end it with one last track, but before we get there, we'll do a little house cleaning. Of course, 
You can find us all over the internet at MSRCast on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all those places. You can find our sister show, the Metal Geeks Podcast, on all those places. Uh, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on Apple Music, we're all those places. So just check us out there. Uh, check us out at metalgeeks.net if you want to uh, check out the website. Uh, find us on the Facebook um, Society, the Fa- Metal Geek Society page there. We talk about music and video games and toys and in film and all this cool stuff. A lot of memes, um, not which is a lot of fun. Uh, where can people find out more about you, the Metal Pigeon? Uh, the Metal Pigeon dot com and the Metal at the Metal Pigeon Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Are you working any articles right now? Yes, I have uh, some reviews coming up soon. I also have this thing where I'm kind of picking at the metal industry right now oh. because some things they're doing bother the fuck out of me and i'm finally gonna talk about that nice i can't yeah. wait to read that. <laughs> that that could be a great uh fodder for a future episode yeah yeah and, maybe. Uh, <laughs> and josh where can people find find your information on the internet uh, first place would be still that drummer guy.com since uh, I'm still uh, transferring everything over to heavy which should be happening pretty soon. But uh, as far as social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram at heavy debriefings and Twitter at heavy debriefs as heavy briefs were already taking. And I could not put heavy debriefings as that would be too long on Twitter. And if you want, they make medicine. If you have heavy briefs, you know that, right? <laughs> yeah. So that that is, I am hoping to get sponsored by Depends by the <laughs> <laughs> Iran. Uh, yes, if you want to check out uh, everything else that I do with uh, the Heavy Debriefings podcast, uh, just check out Heavy Debriefings. Uh, pretty much everywhere you can check out MSRcast and metal geeks i'm on spotify stitcher apple podcasts all those great places and you also have uh, you also do youtube now as well uh yes i'm trying to get the podcast up on youtube form uh i tried to get last week's show on there but my computer kept crashing as i was trying to make the video form of that so i might be splitting that up in the segments but uh every week i plan on doing some album reviews for albums that are coming out during the week uh I'm going to keep it to like a max at 10 as I'm not Christian. I'm not Justin. I can only listen to so much music during a week, especially when I'm doing interviews and doing yeah. other stuff. So, you know, probably like four to 10 albums a week I'll be doing with album reviews and uh, the podcast where I do uh, interviews with almost any style of music. Uh, it feels great that bands and PR come to me to be able to do interviews instead of the other way around. Uh, the fact that I'm a trusted source when it comes to interviews, it's, it's a great feeling note that they like what I do. And if you liked what I've done on here, uh, check that out. I've everywhere with uh, heavy debriefings. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on this episode. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun and I'm glad we were able to spread the word about what you're doing now. And uh, likewise, uh, I'm so very thankful to be able to be a part of this as well. I mean, anytime that you invite me uh, a part of your podcast universe, it just makes me so happy. And it just constantly reminds me that I need to get you on my show as well, too. So we yeah, can, dude, uh, it's, a, it's not a universe. It's a multiverse. Yeah. It, doing that whole crossover. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's different variants of us everywhere, you know, it's weird. Uh, 
So we're going to end this show with uh, a band that we're both into, uh, a band that I actually saw live in the past few months, one of the the few bands that I've seen live in the past few months. Uh, that's Wilderun. They just put a brand new album out beginning of January called Epigon. Uh, let's talk about the album a little bit. Um, Sean, have you have you had a chance to listen to the album? No, not not at all. Great. Um, so we discussed it a little bit earlier. So um, I think it's a great progression from what they were doing before. Uh, they're very Opessian in nature, but uh, so it's very heavy prog. But this album, um, it starts off with like uh, just just vocal lines. Um, they're, they know how to write songs. They know when to, to get heavy. They know when to, um, sort of throw these little, you know, cool interludes in. And they just, I think they've, they've wrote a killer album here. They really have. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, if you're looking for any kind of metal that has like a, a nice little folk twinge to it, but also progressive death metal, melodic death metal. If you like great Epic transitions, I mean, it can go from like super quiet to super heavy and it just feels so natural. Yeah. Time. And uh, they got some great string sections that are going on there as well, too. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of how within the last five or 10 years, uh, a lot of people were talking about the band Neavla Scaris a lot yeah. of, like their violin instrumentation. I feel like Wilderon is almost kind of taking their place when it comes to that with like how much talking is going on about them for like what they can do with strings and songwriting and arrangements. And yeah, I feel like that, you know, like I know Neville Scares did not like being compared to Opeth at all. Whereas Wilderon kind of embraces that. Yeah. We grew up listening to Opeth and we can put our own spin on it and make it our own sound. If you can appreciate Opeth, you can appreciate us. That's right. Uh, yeah. I got, there was one of the bands, a few bands that I've actually interviewed in the past couple of years on the show. Um, I reached out cause I really wanted to help promote them. They're really great. So uh, trying to pick out a track, <laughs> we had to go with a shorter track because uh, most of the songs are nine, 12, 14 minutes on the album as they should be. Uh, but we picked one of the shorter tracks. Um, there's a three part uh, section of the album called Distraction. And we both chose Distraction 2 to play for you guys this evening. So, with that being said, uh, here is Wilderun with the song Distraction 2 from Epigon. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. And as always, we have one last thing we have to say. Uh, I'm going to say keep it metal. Is that is that what it is? Is that what it is, Josh? Balls? Oh, oh wait, no, that's wrong not show. That's, that's, yes. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Keep it metal. All right. You heard him. Keep it metal.
Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal.